brothers, mm. they say uh, in the uh, old school, govern yourselves accordingly. Govern yourself accordingly. Brother Anthony's ready. Yes, sir. Okay, good morning. There he is. There good he morning, is. Good morning. Yeah, I'm up, I'm up here in the upper, upper room and the upper left upper corner. Upper room. Yes, in sir, brother. Room. <laughs> you How's right How you doing this morning, my brother? Doing morning. real good, Ant. Doing real good, right. brothers. Hey, like hey there he is. Good morning. Yeah. You ready, brother Johnny? Good morning. We was live. I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. I'm back with y'all. Vacation. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, men of God. We would like to welcome you to the National Men's Prayer Call. Uh, on this day, uh, the 9th of the, the 21st of September the 21st, 2021, a day that was not promised to us, but in my just just in, in the joy that's just running deep in my vein, I tell God, thank you for this opportunity. I tell I just thank him for a day that was not promised to us. And what I experienced this morning was. We we I talk, we talk about joy in the midst of the storm. And what I what I thought about what God put in my spirit this morning was we had we have a a, a plethora of brothers on the line that's able to laugh, that's able to fight in the midst of the storm. You know, because we, we got pandemic going on, we got sickness all around. But here we are, we're still able to fellowship, we're still able to laugh, we're still able to experience the spiritual joy that the word of God allows us to have and allow and allow, allow us to bask in. So we just want to thank God for that joy this morning. And we just want to welcome every man and every individual on this prayer call this morning. Uh, tune in. If, if you're already in, uh, if you're on Facebook Live, share. Invite another brother in. Invite another sister in. We have a dynamic speaker this morning, and he was with us. Uh, he's been with us before, uh, Brother Eric King. Bishop, doctor, you know, I'm going to let Johnny Mack introduce you, so I, I'm, I don't want to mess the title up, <laughs> but, I, but I know you, you're walking in the authority, so we're we going to leave it right there. Um, and so we just want to welcome uh, every man and uh, every individual that's on this call this morning. I thank uh, all my brothers for joining us this morning and uh, to see everybody doing well. And so we're going to uh, get into our prayer this morning, but we want to acknowledge our list and those families and individuals that are on our prayer list. And so we're going to pray for them. And if you have uh, some individuals that uh, in your family, some individuals that are close to you that need prayer, you know what I mean? Just put their names in the air. Also, if we have any names and families that have been uh, sent to us uh, to the National Men's Prayer Call, we're going to put those individuals and their families on the prayer list as well. One thing that Dr. Brad said last week, he says, in order for us to stand firm, he says, you need a community. Look at our community. Here we are a community of men that God has assembled uh, to carry forth his word. And so Philippians 27 and 30 says, stand firm in one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. General, I don't know how long you've been in the kingdom of God. I don't know how long you've been a disciple, but you know that somebody opposes the God we serve. Somebody doesn't agree with what's going on here. The devil is mad about a collection of men that's standing on the word of God. So we're going to make them a little bit more angry because we're going we to praise God like we ain't never praised God before. So we're going we to put these praises in the air. We're going to go ahead and pray, and then we're going to get out of the way. And Johnny Max said he, 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 he woke up this morning, and God told him that today was going to be super. And I believe that for every man, every family represented on here, today is going to be super. So we will just go in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, 
Uh, Lord, woo, don't relax my spirit, Lord. Allow my brothers and those that are watching to understand the excitement in my spirit. Because, Lord, I'm excited about you, Father God. I'm excited about the opportunity, Father God, that, you, that you've given us. Father God, you, you woke us up this morning, Father. So we thank you, Lord. That's what I'm excited about. Lord, I'm excited about what you've already done, not just for me, but for every individual that's watching, Father God, every individual that's on, Father God. You've done something, Father. You're doing something, Father. You're moving right now. We have great expectations, Father. That's what I'm excited about this morning. Thank you, Lord. My brother said that you, you spoke to him by way of the Holy Spirit and told him that today was going to be super. Thank you, Lord, because, Father God, we operate, Father God, we are walking in supernatural blessings, Father. So we just thank you this morning, Lord. We just come, Father God, as humble as we know how, Father, thanking you for your grace and mercy, Father, and allowing us this day to experience your brand new grace and brand new mercy. Not just for me, but for each and every man, each and every family, each and every individual that's represented here on this call. Father, we thank you for this anointing, Father. We thank you for the task that you've given us, Father, because we are walking in your anointing, Father God. We are operating in your power. This is about your will. This is not about our will. So we thank you for this opportunity, Father God, the National Men's Prayer Call that you've assembled some eight years ago and is still going strong, gaining momentum, building power. Thank you, Lord. For the men, for the, for the individual that you've allowed us, Father God, to meet, Father God, for the other minds and for the other uh, disciples, Father God, that you've added to this platform. Father, we don't take it for granted, Father. We, 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 we share, Father God, a word, Father God, about your goodness, about your greatness, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity, Father God, because somebody needs to see men in this light. Father, they see us every other kind of way, Father, but there's something <laughs> about a group of men, Father God, that, that puts God first. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we come to you, Father, uh, with, with uh, this morning, just understanding, Father, that it's about your word, Father, that you have a word that must go forward. Father, this month, we're speaking on uh, standing firm. And Father, we, we've had such great and dynamic speakers, Father God, and we have another dynamic speaker this morning. And Father, we, we just want to thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for Dr. Kenneth Green. And Father, we thank you for all of the individuals uh, that are part of this program. Father, we thank you for Brother Benny Franklin. We thank you for Johnny Mack. We thank you for Brother Sadir Graffier. We thank you for Brother Tim. We thank you for Brother Brown. So we, we just thank you, Father God, for those that I miss. Father, we, we thank you for every brother, Father, that's, that's a part of this ministry, Father. And we thank you for the role and the part that you've, that you've had them to play. Lord, we don't take this opportunity for granted. So we just want to uh, thank you, Lord, and, and just continue to move forward, Father God, and continue to speak to our spirits, Father God. Continue to pour into us, Father, so that we become more knowledgeable and more understanding so that your work can, can go forward. Father, somebody is watching us. Father God, somebody is on this platform. Somebody is, has tuned in today, Father God, just looking for an answer to their problem. Father, allow us to be the answer, Father. He's going to see somebody on this platform that he's going to reach out to and say, look, I need to speak to that brother. Maybe he can speak to my situation. That's what we're here for, Father. We're here to be transparent, Father. 
because we are not immune to anything that's going on. So we just thank you, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to pray uh, for the individuals, Father God, our children, Father God, those uh, essential workers and those individuals, the school administrators, and Father, and those individuals that have just been working throughout the pandemic. Father God, continue to protect them, continue to guide them, Father, keep them covered. And Father, we know that they're dealing uh, with obstacles, Father God. We know that they're dealing with pushback. Father God, everybody doesn't agree with what's going on and how to move forward with the rules and the guidelines for the pandemic. But Father, we know that one thing is certain, Father God, that you are bigger than the pandemic and we're holding to that. We're dependent on that, Father God. We, we, we lean on you, Father. And so we thank you, Father, because we may not be victorious in all of our victories, but we serve a God who has never lost a battle. So thank you. And Father, we pray for those that are on our sick list. Father God, we have some that are dealing with COVID-19. We have some that have experienced death. Father God, we have some that are dealing with financial issues, that are dealing with relationship issues, Father. But we know, Father God, that you can handle all of those things. So we just give it to you right now, Father. We, we tell them to turn it loose and, and give it to you, Father. I'm not going to tell uh, you about my mountain. I'm going to tell my mountain about my God. So I thank you, Lord, because we know that you're a healer, Father. I'm not going to ask you to heal. I know that you're a healer, Father. I know that you're a peace in the midst of the storm. In the storm. I know that you're a joy in troubled times. I know, Father God, that you are there the beginning and the end. I know that you are the Alpha and the Omega. I know about Jehovah Jireh. I know about Jehovah Shalom. I know about Jehovah Rapha. My peace. My healer. My battle fighter. Thank you, Lord. Speak to those families. Speak to those individuals. Father, their healing is already done. We decree it and declare it. The relationship is already fixed. The financial, Father God, blessing is right around the corner. Thank you, Lord. I just thank you for this opportunity, Father. I don't take it for granted. I ask that you speak to me, Father God, that you continue to guide me, lead me, Father. And Father God, just show me, Father God, how to restructure my schedule, Father God, so that I can spend more time with you. I love you, Father. We all love you, Father. We give you the praise. We give you the glory and the honor that you so richly deserve. Father, this is our prayer. In your most precious, matchless, darling son, Jesus, name we pray. Amen. Well, amen and amen. It's always a privilege and a pleasure to be able to come before the men of God and be able to share with them the power of prayer and the incredible, incredible uplifting power of spiritually enhanced personal development. As men of God, we want to develop ourselves to the point where God is pleased with our actions. God is pleased with our thoughts and our behaviors. And that only comes from the consistent renewing of our mind by the rinsing of it with the word of God delivered from an exegetic standpoint, not from an eisegetic. We're not trying to put anything in the word. We're trying to pull out of the word what the Lord would have us to know so that we can live a better, stronger, more authentic life as a kingdom citizen. We're so excited. First off, I want to publicly, once again, thank 
Dr. Kenneth Green. Dr. Green is a visionary. If you haven't met this man, he's so humble, but at the same time, his, his wisdom, his knowledge, his scholarship is so vast that it will leave you just sitting back in awe. And so this young, this gentleman started uh, this program in his church and was humble enough to allow it to just be shared with the entire world. And eight years later, that's exactly what's happening. So on behalf of, of your organization, we salute you. We thank you, Dr. Green. You are an awesome man of God. <clears throat> Speaking of awesome men of God <laughs> this morning, now I get to introduce a friend. You know, the, the word says a, a friend will stick closer than a brother. Um, you know, uh, in the last couple of days, on the clubhouse, if you don't know clubhouse, you need to look it up. But anyway, on the clubhouse, we were talking about um, servant leadership. And, you know, I said that word is so diametrically opposed, servant and leader. You know, how can you be, be a leader if you're having to serve? A leader is someone that, that pushes forth, but a servant is someone that, that girds up. But a servant leader is someone that does both. And this young man, the reason I talk about that servant leadership uh, position is because I found this in this young man the epitome of what it means to be a servant leader. Integrity is doing what, what needs to be done when nobody is watching, no one sees. But I want uh, to publicly state that we see what you're doing Reverend Mar Dr. King, not Martin, <laughs> Reverend Bob, uh, Bob, Pastor Eric King. Eric King is a, is a friend, he's a father, he's a, he's a husband, he's a, he's a diligent worker. He's the executive pastor at, um, at um, Disciple Central Community Church where his brother is the, his younger brother is the lead pastor. And for him to step in those shoes and to be able to undergird his brother, to be able to be there and to, and to deal with all of the, 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 the difficulties that running and, and staffing a church involves. And he does it with, um, he does it with grace, with humbleness and humility. And so I'm just excited to call him a friend. And now I'm calling on my friend to deliver the word that the Lord has given him. Dr. King, are you there? I'm here, Brother Matt, and thank you very much for all of those uh, uh, words. I thank you for that. You always have been kind. I appreciate uh, this opportunity uh, to be up early in the morning to share with all of you brothers, and uh, I don't want to take a lot of time out of the protocol because I, I want to get this meat to you, and I know that we're limited in our time, so uh, it's good to see all of you. And so, again, and thank you for having me back. I'm humbled and honored by that. And I uh, want to just echo the words, thank you, Brother Talbot, for that powerful and moving prayer, because that's where we are today in talking about standing firm, as he so eloquently and powerfully and practically put it, uh, that even though that we are facing uh, adversity, or what, whatever adversary you may feel, always remember we have an advocate. That's how we're able to stand firm, you know, even though there is adversity, and there, there, there may be adversaries, we do have an advocate. And you can't really get to the point of understanding that. We're talking about standing firm, right? We really can't understand how to stand firm in this life through trial and tribulation if we don't have conviction. It also requires cognition, uh, but, but the important thing is that we have a connection. We, we must have we must have conviction and uh, there's in some cognition involved, but don't forget the connection. And so what understanding that how what helps us to understand that I, I can I have nothing 
else uh, that I can rely on but the word of God. And so if you would, I'd like for us to notice a particular passage that God led me to uh, concerning this topic. If you do have your Bibles or your phones and your Bible apps, you can look at uh, Paul's letter. Uh, as we were saying, you were talking about it in that he using that scripture basis, Paul, I uh, stick with Paul. And let's look at Philippians chapter four, uh, verse 11 through verse 13. And this is a frequented passage of scripture. We, 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 we read it and we quote it a lot. Uh, we've heard it over the years, time and again, but let's look at it. I know we don't have time to do real justice to unpack every point that's in this passage, but I want to just throw out a few uh, nuggets here from that Philippians chapter 4 verse 11 through verse 13 and I'll share with you from the New Living Translation as Paul shares with the church uh the Philippian church about dealing you know how he deals or has dealt with his adversity and how he walks through life unshaken and he starts out he says not that I was ever in need for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have he says I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. That is a powerful uh, passage there that would help us to understand how to be able to stand firm no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, no matter the adversity or the adversary, we can stand firm what Paul shares us in this passage. And I want us to understand that what he shares with us, um, ultimately, it is an issue of faith. It is an issue of faith. In order to be able to stand firm in whatever situation or circumstance that we're in, faith is required. You know, at the Bible outline, faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But I like to put it like this. Faith is acting on what we accept as truth. We act on what we accept as truth. We believe and then there's action. We act on what we accept as truth. That is faith. But I want to go a little bit deeper in that, in standing firm. Not only uh, do we look at it as an issue of faith, but the main component in faith, if we're going to be specific and standing firm, because you can have faith and still doubt. You can have faith and waver. You can have faith and be scared. You can have faith and, and, and it get rough on you and start trembling. But, but what causes us and what keeps us to stand firm is this particular part of faith that we got to zero in on. And it's called focus. We, we got to focus within our faith in order to be firm. We must remain focus. Why? Because focusing is an act of the will. Focus is an act of the will. You have faith that's in general, but focus is specific. We got to lock in on something, key in on something, almost like somebody on a balance beam. If they're able to stand firm and not teeter-totter, waver, or fall, they have to be focused so they don't fall off the beam or fall off the high wire. That's the way it is with us. If the storm of life is not going to knock us over, we have to remain focused in our faith so that we can stand firm. Now, when we look at this passage, let's look at it for a minute. I'm going to unpack a couple of things and I'll let y'all hang the meat on it. Because I said, when we look at it, we'll notice here that Paul tells us, just like Brother Talbot did in his prayer, 
that we must, if, if we're going to stand firm, we got to be focused, but it is, it is, it is relevant. It is, it is pertinent to us to have conviction. We must be convicted. We must be convicted that we can stand firm. Then it says we have to have some cognition. We have to know some things that will help us to stand firm. But don't forget, we have a connection, that connection with Christ that helps us to stand firm. It's all in this passage. But that ain't all I want to share with you, brother. I, I want to share with you the real part I want to get to is when we look at this in this passage and we focus on our, in our, the focus on our faith, Paul gives us three things, three things. Well, actually, I give you three things and then three sub things and some sub points, if that's all right with y'all. But uh, Paul tells us here, uh, not only should we look at look at uh, our conviction, cognition and connection, but he lets us know how he specifically and personally is able to stand firm. He lets us know what he has learned. He lets us know what he has learned. He lets us know how he lives and he lets us know who he loves. He lets us know that in these three verses here. What do you mean? Well, three things I want to share with you in those three general areas. Here's some three specific areas. First of all, when we look at verse uh, 11, Paul gives us instructions for his emotions. He gives us instruction for his emotion. Because, you know, whenever you get in a situation and it's hard to be able to stand, emotions kick in. And sometimes emotions get high. For those of you who are watching on Facebook and don't understand what emotions are, emotions are, is not the same as feelings. But emotions is how we view or how we act on our thoughts about our feelings. All right. Which, which again gives us the idea that there is a choice. It is an act of the will. Paul gives us instructions for our emotions. He says in verse 11, and I'll repeat and say, not that I was ever in need for I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. He says, I, my emotions are in check. I have emotions. He, the instructions for emotions are for how he felt and for what he feels. Because see, if we get caught up in our feelings, we can't stand firm. We start thinking about how bad it is. We start thinking about how rough it is. We start thinking about how what we can't do and how what we're scared of. So he gives us instructions for our emotions, for how we feel and for what we feel. That's one thing. I, I'd like to go into that deeper, but I got to hurry on. The second thing we noticed that that was verse 11, but look at verse 12. And this is really, this is really special to me here because not only Paul gives us instructions for our emotions, he gives us in verse 12 information for our ego because our ego helps us not to be able to stand firm. You're going to stand firm. You got to put your ego in check because there are some things that you're going to have to do that you don't want to do. There are some things you have to withstand that you don't like. Life is not always going to be comfortable. It's not always going to be cake and ice cream. So we got to have some information for our ego. Verse 12, he says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty with plenty or little. He says, wait a minute, here's some information for your ego. The information for your ego is how to deal with poverty and how to deal with prosperity. Y'all with me? You got to put your ego in check with both. Because see, if, if you don't know how to live with poverty, sometimes you can go crazy. You know, uh, 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 you know the Bible teaches us that the love of money is the root of all evil, right? But I want to share with you that the lack thereof can get trouble going too. 
So you got to understand how to deal with poverty. There's information for that. Paul says, I've learned how to live on nothing and I've learned how to live with having everything. In our information for our ego, we got to learn to keep that in check. Uh, don't be so proud that you can't ask for help. That's how you stand firm. Sometimes in standing firm, you got to go and take on another job. You might have to go and work at McDonald's for a while, you know, to subsidize your, your, your regular check to get things going. Stand firm. Put your ego in check to deal with poverty. But not only that, but I said to deal with prosperity. Because sometimes we have to put our ego in check when we have plenty. Yeah, I was sharing with a brother not so long ago that many of us as African-Americans, we know about struggling. We know about coming up hard. We know how to deal with it. We know how to penny pitch and make it on next to nothing. But I want to submit to you that we got to learn how to be able to stand firm and how to be able to deal with when we do have. Yeah, just like you got to learn how to deal with poverty, you also have to learn how to deal with prosperity. Because if nobody teaches you, if nobody uh, helps you to learn, if you don't get information on how to deal with your prosperous times, you'll treat your prosperity just like you were in poverty. Yeah, I know some people now that, that have come through the hard times in the 50s and 60s, and now they're next to like millionaires, but they're still living like it's the 50s and 60s. You, you, you don't have to live like that now. You can get a, a good choice of uh, meat if you want to, you know, and you have to learn how to do that, not treat prosperity like poverty, or you'll, you, won't, you, won't, you won't manage the blessing or what God has put you over as a steward. All right. So we have to put our ego in check, uh, not to be too high minded even, but also to remain humble, even in our prosperity. All right, now, now, so because I know that time is catching me, and so I want to go into that some more, but I can't. Catch me on the curve, catch me on the block, and I'll give you some more of it. But not only does Paul give us information for our emotions, not only does he give us information for our ego, but he gives us the inspiration he has for everything. The inspiration he has for everything, and it's right there in verse 13. He says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. In that inspiration that he's drawing from, he's talking about Christ. Christ is his inspiration for everything. His connection with Christ is his inspiration for everything. His convictions about Christ is his inspiration for everything. It's right there in his voice. You can hear him. In his inspiration, we can see him in his speech. He's being positive. He's positive because why? He's being positive because he knows he has provision. And ultimately, Christ gives him power. He's positive. Uh, he knows he has provision, and he knows that he will be given power. He says that I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I can do everything, no matter what comes negative, no matter what comes that's rough, no matter what the storm, I can do everything. How can I do it? How can I stand firm? Because I have provision. I can do it through Christ who gives me. Notice what that is. Who gives me. That's what I mean when I said who he loves. When I shared with you earlier, he shares with us what he's learned, how he lives, and who he loves. The definition of love is giving. Look at what he says Christ does. He loves me because he says he gives me. Ain't that wonderful news? Whatever storm you're going through, realize because of your connection, he will give you the strength to be able to stand. And that's what I mean when he says, and he has provision and also he has power. 
because he gives me strength. There are two Greek terms. Can I give y'all this and I'm out of here? There are two Greek words that we use a lot of times the Bible gives in the New Testament as it relates to power. That's what he talks about when he says gives me strength. One is dunamis. The other one is exousia. Dunamis power is what like we get dynamite that blows up everything. Yes, our connection with Christ gives the power to blow up whatever negative situation we are in. And whatever it is, it can blow us up and move us to a level of prosperity, a level of good grace and everything and all like that. That dunamis power, that dynamite power that can blow everything up. But not only that type of power does Paul say he gives us, but he also gives us exousia power, which means authority, which means we can speak things into being. We can, uh, our, our, the way we look at things, our authority, how we walk in as fathers, as men, as supervisors, as managers, we have the authority to stand firm and make a difference, to make things happen. So rest in the power of knowing that if we have the conviction about Christ, if we have, if we, if we have in our cognition, we learn more about Christ, realize we have a connection with Christ, we can walk with dunamis power and exousia. We can blow up some things and we can have some authority over things. We can stand firm no matter what comes. We can withstand the storm and shed light on situations for everybody else. God bless you, brother. I wish I could have more time to go into this because I feel the Holy Spirit moving right now. I want to hoop a little, but I thank God for you. I thank you for allowing me to come and to share. I hope I was able to share something with you that will help you to be able to stand firm in these trying times. God bless you. God keep you. Keep praying for me, and I will be praying for you. Stand firm, brother. Unmute yourself, Brother James. Unmute yourself. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Wow, brother, you have left us a lot to think about and a lot to go back over, but I just praise God for you and the ministry and everything that the Lord gave you this morning. One of the things that stood out to me was that you said we have an advocate. We have somebody who has our back, we, but we need to have the conviction, con cognition, and connection, and that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But that is also, like you said, an act of the will for us to just lock in, brother, for us to be just phased, just make sure that we look to where our blessings will come from. And that Paul lets us know, you said that um, how he lived, that we had to have the three things you mentioned was that instructions for our emotions and the information for our ego, as well as inspiration for everything that is Christ. But that I also like what you said about don't treat prosperity like poverty. And too often we do that. Those of us who have and those of us who do not, we look at things from our perspective instead of through Christ's vision and through his eyes. And that I appreciated also what you said about that we have to have that connection with Christ to be positive and that we that he gives us the provision and the power, gives us everything that we need, and that, that he loves to give us these things. And I think it was just outstanding the way that you mentioned that. And then when you, when you just encapsulated everything by using the Greek words that dynamite and just to blow up stuff, I mean, that just, that's just showing the kind of power that our God 
and our Lord has. And I just praise you for that. And just like to just close us out in prayer and just thank the Lord for you. Father in heaven, we do thank you, Lord, for this time, Lord, and this messenger that you sent, oh Lord, and the message that he provided for us, reminding us of all the power we have at our disposal, Lord. And we look forward to just utilizing everything and all the knowledge that was given us this day. We thank you for this platform. We thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the brothers that are listening and those that will watch the recording, Lord. And we just praise you and give you all the glory and honor, Lord, for you are due. And we thank you that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We thank you in your holy son's name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Eric, let me tell you this. Pastor King, let me tell you this. Brother King, let me tell you this. You was a bad man. <laughs> Thank you. That, that word was a word that, uh, that we all needed to hear. And I appreciate you for just being uh, obedient to bringing it out. I know there was so much more that you wanted to, to pour out. But that, that, that's the good thing. When you pour out, like, like you always say, Good meat make it own makes makes its own gravy. <laughs> so thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Thank good you. word, Pastor. Very good word. Outstanding job, Doc. Outstanding job. Thank yes. you, brother. Appreciate y'all. Pray for me. I'm ready to go to church now. Come on. All <laughs> <laughs> right. He said, meet me on the corner. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you hang out, Cedric. You, you always on the corner, ain't you, bro? I ain't always on the corner, man. What you got to say? <laughs> I'm just going to leave it open just for a second because, you know, this was so, this was so rich that uh, I think it merits um, just a just a full response from uh, from the brotherhood. This was uh brother King. This was a powerful word. I mean, it's um in its fullness. This this met every criteria of what it means to stand firm. And I just want to publicly thank you for for that. That uh, I mean, I I was taking copious notes, and um, I promise you. And when I was talking with uh, with brother Butler, he said, "Here, I'm, I'm preparing my notes now. <laughs> so." I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back and listen to this again and again because there was so much meat in it. I think it needs a, a, a double mastication. Yes. Boy, that's that's when you know your pastor that your your personal pastor is on on the line. The the men, the, the the member gets on and gives them extra extra stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to get that front seat, Pastor. Look that? out! He's trying to get that front seat. Yeah. And an excuse if them ties don't come in. I right, right. <laughs> yeah. Y'all wrong for that. Y'all wrong. You, for that. you remember when I said what I said, Pastor? I hear you, bro. Oh, ties are late. <laughs> I hear you, brother. <laughs> Pastor King, it was outstanding, though, bro. Yes, sir. I might have to yes, go get sir. my glasses to be your stunt up. I was like, if I can look like him, I might have to push like him. <laughs> <laughs> I know we all trying to get the gray. Yeah, we, we all, all trying to get the gray. We all yeah. got it in common. That's what he did the last time he came on here, and he kind of wrecked it and everything. So he came back on this time, and uh, yeah, low key. That's why I'm up because I say, oh, oh, King, up. Okay, let me go and get my sail, tail up over here. Right, <laughs> right. Right. Again. <laughs> right, exactly. Then mama, here come that man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Y'all have All a right. awesome uh, rest of your week, and we'll see you on Thursday. Uh, again, we're gonna bring another power pack, brother. We're gonna bring brother King back, so y'all, y'all just rest assured. <laughs> that he'll be back uh, within the next quarter. We're definitely, definitely. Thank you, sir. All Thanks, right. Man. God bless y'all. Y'all have a good day. Thank All you. Right. You too. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother.